1: If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously. Wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
0: Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details.
1: Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes. Ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who serve
0: This is The Jesse
1: Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Friday. On an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And I have to warn you now. This is going to be a little bit of a different show. An up and down show. Don't raise your hands, Chris. I'm about to explain, okay? You don't get... You don't earn an explanation before the audience deserves an explanation, Chris. I know you're part of the show, but it makes it better if everyone's surprised at once, okay? So here's what the show is going to be. Let me just give it to you right between the eyes, all right? It might be a good show for you to turn off. It might be a show where you can't miss a minute. It really just depends on what you like and what you don't. So here's the bad news. I have great news, maybe, and bad news, maybe. In the beginning, here in like 30 seconds, I am going to lay out what I see coming, because that's what someone wants to know, for the presidential 2024 run. I'm going to lay it out in frank detail. The possibilities, the likelihoods, what I see coming, And that's probably going to be a gigantic mule kick in the teeth. There's no question about it. Now, maybe you're sitting there thinking, gosh, Jesse, that sucks. That's going to be heavy. That's going to be hard. I'm not sure if I want that. And if that's the case, I understand. But I'm going to do it anyway because I always try to give it to you right between the eyes. But if you can make it through that alive... If you can survive through the end of our 2024 presidential prediction on what I see coming. I think I'm going to do a lot of history today. Why? Because I want to. Because I'm in the mood. Because by the grace of God, Premier lets me do whatever I want to do. And I can just say whatever I want on the show. And... Yes, there are some stories, tons of of questions all over the map about sons, daughters, guns, politics, taxes, border, Biden, Russia. There's questions all over the place, and we're going to get to tons of them. But I actually put right at the top three different, three different assassin or not assassination, even though one of them involves assassination, three different historical stories. I cannot guarantee that after I'm done with my 2024 prediction, I can't guarantee that we will ever get back to modern day. (laughs) We may spend the next three hours in history. You know why? Because I want to. Because every now and then, we need a minute, don't we? I was actually talking last night to my mentor, Michael Berry, and I'll get into this what I see 2024 thing here in a second. Talking last night to my mentor, Michael Berry. And we were talking, yes, about politics. There's no question. What do we see happening? What about this? What about that? But, and then it got into because we're friends. We're very close. We're friends. He's, he's talking about life and whatnot. And he said, remember this, Jesse, no matter what else goes on, remember. Remember to take time for what you love. Take time away from the news. Take time with your family. Take time for all this stuff. He said, because I promise. He said, I've been doing this for what? What did he tell me? 14, 15 years He said, I promise there's going to be another controversy we have to tackle tomorrow. Never be afraid to take a day. So we're doing a lot of history today. Just buckle up and enjoy the ride or turn off the radio. Either way, (laughs) it's time. Now, before we get to history, let's talk about the future. Oh, wise balding sage, this guy says, tell us how this is going to end up. He says Trump will either be arrested assassinated, or back out. There isn't another option. What happens after one of these inevitable options is used? Where do we go from there as a country? Okay, so I'm going to try to cram this in in one segment so we don't spend too long on the heavy stuff. After all, it is Friday. We got Labor Day weekend coming up. Who wants the heavy stuff right now? But let's just lay this out. Okay, so what what's our, what's our situation here? With Trump, let's focus on the legal stuff first, because legal and campaign are two separate things. Let's focus on the legal stuff. All right, we have a New York City indictment. We have an Atlanta indictment. We have a D.C. indictment. Now, this is what I believe is coming. This is what I believe is coming. New York City, conviction. Atlanta, conviction. D.C., conviction. I, I believe convictions are coming in all three of those places. Ridiculous? Yes. Unjust? No question. Those are all three communist-run places, as you know. New York City, let's just address that right off the bat, where he's being tried, that jury pool, 85% Democrat. They're going to lick their chops at the opportunity, as ridiculous as the charges are, to hammer him. Okay, so let's get past that. You know, We've already talked about all that. So what are the possibilities? Well, here's one thing that I don't think is a possibility. I think this thing is a guarantee, and it's something that is concerning me greatly. And the more I talk to inside political people, including people on Trump's campaign, this is something that's starting to worry me a lot. You know how we talked? We talked in the very beginning about how I wanted everyone to run a primary because there are so many parts of running for president that that you don't see and I don't see. The behind-the-scenes stuff that matters a lot, and one of those behind-the-scenes thing, I'm not talking about debates and flashy commercials, is money. Running for office takes money. Running campaigns takes money. Doesn't matter whether you like that or not. Don't scream at the radio. Gotta get the money out of politics. Look, I would love that too. That this is not children's nursery rhyme time. You're never going to get money out of politics. Money is in politics. It takes big money. To run for office, to push for things publicly. Why? You know what's sad about this? If everyone was like you, it wouldn't take any money. Money in politics is necessary because of norm and norma. You already know the issues. You don't need commercials, you don't need debates, you don't actually need to see, you don't need to see or hear from any of the candidates ever again. You're sitting here with endless options on a Friday night or a Saturday morning, depending on where and when you listen. And you already know. You sought this out, you seek out information. But most people are Norm. Most people are Norma. So you have to reach them in the television set. You have to find them on the internet with new commercials. You have to do that. It takes big money to run for office, especially president now. Trump is bleeding money because of the unjust prosecutions. Bleeding money. One of his PACs, the the donations that go to his PAC, they're paying for his legal fees. Now, most people donate into that pack don't have a problem with that, so I don't have a problem with that. People feel understandably and correctly that he's being unjustly persecuted, so they don't mind helping him out with his legal fees. But they're huge millions and millions and millions of dollars in legal fees. If you were just facing a trial with Alvin Bragg in New York City, your legal fees would be in the millions. You start throwing in D.C., you start throwing in Atlanta, it's a staggering amount of money. And maybe right now you're saying, Jesse, it doesn't matter, Trump's a billionaire. Hold on, listen, I'm telling you about things I know. These are not things I suspect, these are things I know. Yes, Trump is considered a billionaire, but something you have to understand about mega rich guys. Mega rich guys, oftentimes, not always, but most most of the rich guys I know, similar to Trump, are not liquid. They don't have vast sums of cash sitting there where you can just write a check to this guy and write a check to that guy. Why? Rich guys want their money making them money. And money doesn't make you money while it's sitting in a checking account or a savings account. I have a checking account. I have a savings account. You probably have a checking account and or a savings account. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Trump does too. I bet you'd be shocked at how small the balance is. Mega rich guys, they invest it in whatever. I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to invest in that. They want their money making them money. Trump is not very liquid. So he's having or about to have to liquidate things to pay for legal bills. So let's just fast forward to the end of all these trials. Convictions or not convictions, it really honestly doesn't matter for the purpose of money talk. It's going to take a billion dollars to run against Joe Biden for president. Joe Biden, because he's a Democrat and part of that communist machine now in this country, the corporate communist machine, Joe Biden's going to raise that billion. Now, give or take, maybe that's 800 million, maybe it's 1.2 billion. He's going to raise a billion. Post-primary, post-trial, Trump campaign's broke. Going to be dead broke. That's a big problem. Now let's get to the trial portion of it. And look, we're just going to get through this. We're talking reality. This is offensive. Turn off the radio and go cry or something. We're talking about reality here. We're dealing with this. Not your mommy's show. It's your daddy's show. The trials. Let's say what's the worst case scenario in the trials in your mind, in my mind. I'll tell you, in my mind, the worst case scenario is Trump going to prison. I think that is going to be, and I'm going to get to what this means for the Republican party and the race and everything after, but Trump going off to federal prison, you know, they do something ridiculous, put him in leg irons or something like that too, just to spike it in your face. Uh, There is no saving America from that. You don't come back from something like that. Okay. So that's worst case, but what's best case. Let's talk about best case. What is the best case scenario? Let's talk about best case. We'll get to that in a moment. What's the best case scenario for your dog? The best case scenario for your dog is that you start giving your dog rough greens now, whether they're a puppy or old, and you get years more with that dog you love, and healthier years, not just added years, not years where you got to go to the vet every other day. Healthy years as you see improvements in your dog because you're giving him nutrition. What's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is you don't give your dog any rough greens, and your dog just continues to eat dog food only, which is just empty calories, and your dog dies early and everyone has to gather around and cry, and then you have to decide whether to get a new dog, and hopefully you'll get that dog rough greens. I volunteer, we get best case scenario for everybody, and that's rough greens, all natural nutritional supplement you pour on your dog's food. You get a free bag. All you pay for is the shipping. Call eight three 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 my dog for a free bag of it or go to roughgreens.com slash jesse you're listening to the jesse kelly show you're welcome it is the jesse kelly show on an ask dr jesse friday i can't wait to get to all the history stuff which i'm going to get to the history stuff i promise we might even make fun of New York a little bit more. Well, not New York, because New York's wonderful, but Eric Adams a little this bit more. This is a
0: national and statewide issue that has been unjustly dropped into the lap of New York City residents.
1: We only made What happened to the sanctuary city? Is that, not, is that not a thing anymore? No more sanctuary cities? Okay. Anyway, back to what we're talking about, about someone wanted to know, hey, what's going on? What's going to happen with the... With the Trump stuff, arrested, you know, so on and so forth. And I said, I think, in my opinion, the worst case scenario is Trump getting marched off to prison. And I do believe that is what they want. I believe they want him going to prison. I think that that the visual of that alone, not just nationally, not just for you or me, not just the gut punch that would be for us internationally. Think of the standing we lose in the world as everybody watches the political opponent of Joe Biden get thrown in prison, that's just, you, it's hard to sell that whole land of the free thing at the next meeting when you're doing that. Anyway, anyway, so that's worst case scenario. Now let's get to best case scenario with the legal stuff. We don't do pie in the sky radio here. If you want that, if you want pie in the sky radio, it's, it's almost every other show. There are unlimited stations where you can go and listen to somebody who will tell you what you want to hear. So kindly turn off the radio and go there if that's what you're looking for. Best case scenario, for Trump at least, is probably this. Okay, so let's deal with convictions. You're going to get convicted. In all three, even if I gave you two of the three, those are still felony convictions. Convicted, convicted, convicted. I think there's a chance... Probably a better than average chance to avoid prison time that Trump cops a plea deal to get out. Now, the only thing I can see holding him back from that is, remember, these three different prosecutors, they're competing with each other. So just because you cop a plea deal with Alvin Bragg in New York City, that don't mean you get to cop a plea with Jack Smith in D.C. or Fannie Willis in Atlanta. That doesn't mean these plea deal, those plea deals don't go that way, right? But let's say that's best case scenario. He cops a plea deal, but part of that plea deal will undoubtedly be back out. You don't get to run for president. Now, that I like that scenario for Trump because I don't want Trump going to prison. That is also a disastrous doomsday scenario for us because the trials are beginning during the primary. And right now, Trump's the leader in the primary. And right now, it looks like the primary voter prefers Trump. And so if Trump is the nominee and then cops a plea deal to back out, that will be after the primary. He backs out of the presidential race there is not a zero percent chance that next year at some point in time Joe Biden is running against nobody. no Republican. What do we do there? Uh, I've never I've never done this before. No, you've never done this before. Nobody's ever done this before. I would assume there would be some kind of ad hoc national convention of some kind, to appoint a new nominee, whoever that would be, I have no idea. Maybe whoever came in second, they think, maybe they think that would be the fairest way to do it. But even if you did that, whoever that person is, let's call that person Ron DeSantis because he's a second place guy right now. At that point, does he even still have a presidential campaign in place to fire up again to run against Joe Biden, let alone the money it would take that he would have to all of a sudden. Do you see it's it's the best case scenario, probably for Trump. It's the absolute doomsday end of the world thing for us. Trump cops a plea deal. If that day does come, though, allow me to preemptively defend Trump on this. What would you do if you were facing the rest of your life in federal prison? You know how much I love mafia stuff. You know, the five families in New York and all that stuff. How many hardened criminals who've done hard time, you know, they know prison. They do prison. They already know which gang they're hooking up with when they get there. How many of them cop a plea deal to avoid doing 30 years in federal prison? Most of them. That's what they do now. You cop a deal. You you, you you plead guilty and pop a deal. Trump's not a hardened prisoner. As much of a tough guy as you may think he is, he's not some hardened prisoner. It's pretty understandable you ask an 80-year-old billionaire to go to prison or sign this plea deal and just go do you know house arrest or whatever at Mar-a-Lago. Probably understandable that he signs on the dotted line. That's what I see coming for next year. Either Trump marches to prison or cops a plea, bails. He'll have to bail too late. They're doing all this to him on purpose, by the way. He'll have to bail too late. It virtually dooms us. What, Chris? Chris said flee the country. The problem is he's such a famous person that another country would probably get off on making a display of him, either shipping him back or you know, what's a country that would accept him? Russia, because it would be a big, big middle finger to America. But look, I believe Trump loves the country and I don't know that Trump would allow Russia to use him in that way as a big up yours to America. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know Trump personally. I don't believe that's the case. Now, that leads me to what you're probably saying right now, if all this is heartbreaking, and then we're moving on to history and many other things, and we're done with all this crap. What about the Supreme Court? What about the Supreme Court? Let's talk about that quickly. Before we get to that, speaking of the Supreme Court, Roe versus Wade got overturned, and that's a wonderful thing. Don't listen to anybody who tells you otherwise. That's a wonderful thing. But that doesn't mean the work is done. The work was not supposed to be done in the Supreme Court. That's a nice step up for us. The work has to be done in the hearts of our population. We have to tell, inform our population that growing inside of that woman is a life, a wonderful God-breathed life that needs to walk and breathe and talk and, and live and have a family one day. Preborn is the one informing these women of that by giving them free ultrasounds. Women who are about to have an abortion are instead given free ultrasounds, and they overwhelmingly choose life when they hear that heartbeat. That's what your $28 to preborn buys. Go to preborn.com slash jesse and give today. preborn.com slash jesse, sponsored by preborn. Get the cure for rhinos. (laughs) Weekdays with The Jesse Kelly Show. I keep hearing that a lot of people are still on the fence about owning gold and silver. Have we already forgotten about the bank closures, inflation, global instability, world war three, that sadly may be coming. Look, is the jesse kelly show on an ask dr jesse friday what's better someone name me something better than an ask dr jesse friday name me a time name me a time nothing's better nothing all right let's start let's try to finish up this trump stuff so we can get on to history stuff and other things so i was going over what the, the, the guy's worried about what's going to happen and i was laying out what i see happening in 2024 and all that led me to the supreme court so we get questions about this all the time what about the supreme court what about the supreme court Okay, so picture this. Picture this. Trump has been convicted in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Atlanta. Remember, that's the likely outcome. Don't do, no, no, no children's stuff. That's the likely outcome. Even if it's two of the three, but he's been convicted. These are going to be felony convictions. Facing something like, something ridiculous. It's just, what an evil system we have now. Facing something like seven, eight hundred years in prison for not even doing anything wrong. But that gets to the Supreme Court. What does the Supreme Court do? Well, remember, I just said that gets to the Supreme Court, but that in and of itself is an oversimplification because you wouldn't bring all the convictions from all the cases, from all the different crimes you would have been convicted of. They're not all going to get to the Supreme Court in one gigantic package and then the Supreme Court just gets to check yes or no like you're back in fifth grade looking for a date. No, no it would be, well, no, this case, we'll, we'll throw out this part of this case, oh, maybe even all of this case, but this part of this case, even if they start tossing things out, and Lord willing, they would, and I don't know that I'd bank on this Supreme Court doing that, but let's say they actually did start tossing things out. Do they toss out all of it? That's a very unlikely scenario. If If, if, if you bring the Supreme Court... 40 different felony convictions, 20, 30, 40 different felony convictions. You really think they're going to throw out all of them? No, they'll do the same thing all the rest of the useless GOPs doing right now. Well, no, we're, we're, we're abiding by the Constitution, uh, 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 doing it the right way. They'll want to maintain what they'll use something stupid like maintain the integrity of the court or some stupid word. That's what you were going to say too, Chris. Of course, we'll want to maintain the integrity of the court. Okay, so Supreme Court's not coming to save us. Now, what does that mean for all of us? That was all basically terrible, and I'm very excited to move on to history, as I'm sure you are too, because this is all really yucky and terrible. So what does that mean for us? Here's what I worry about, and this, I don't know that I have a good answer for it, but I worry about it. You know, we talk a lot about the Roman Populare movement, and this is going to come back to Trump, so just stay with me. The Roman Populare movement. And that's the movement I believe we are part of now. The Populare movement was this. The Roman system had gone on forever. They began to be a late-stage republic, a very corrupt nation. The elites at the top only acquired all the power for themselves. They lost any sense of patriotism or sense of responsibility for the citizen. And the average citizen was being trampled on by the elites at the top. None of this is sounding familiar, is it? That's what was happening in the Roman Republic towards the end. Well... When the people get that unhappy, leaders will rise. This was called the Populare movement. And there were all kinds of Populares, system disruptors back then. That's what I consider Trump to be. System disruptors who rose up. The first were the Gracchi brothers, two different brothers. And, of course, the Roman system ended up killing both of them. They ended up dying, both of them. And when you read about the Populare movements, this guy and that guy and this guy, Caesar was one of the last Populare's before they finally took over everything. You know, po- Caesar was part of that movement. But when you read it, it all looks like, okay, this Rocky brother rose, and then they killed him, and then this Gracchi brother rose, and then they killed him. But that's not really how it worked if you look at the timeline. There was always a lag because when you have a leader of a movement, a revolutionary or rebellious, whatever way you want to look at our movement or the movement back then or whatever, when you have a movement, people will follow a leader. Uh, You see it a lot with Trump's, maybe you are one, most hardcore fans, people will follow their leader. That's a natural human thing. And then when he gets destroyed by an evil system, the people will tend to do a lot of different things and it just totally depends on what the what the percentages are and here's what I mean. Let's say I'm right about all this stuff and I believe I am. Trump either goes to Leavenworth or the federal penitentiary in Atlanta or he's on house arrest, whatever. Banned from running for office. Never going to be president again. Banned from it. He's done. He's broke. He's done. What happens to all the Trump fans. Now, let's pause for a moment. Remember, this is all a question of percentages. Percentages. What percentage of the right base, the GOP GOP base, are Trump hardcores? What percentage of my listeners right now are Trump hardcores? Probably 30 to 35% from the polling I see. I didn't say only 35% of the GOP primary was going to vote Trump. As of right now, that number is 50, 55. I'm talking about the hardcores who will lay down in traffic. It's Trump or die, Trump or bust, Trump, 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 Trump. Okay, so let's deal with them first. Think for a moment. Now, maybe you're a Trump hater, so you're cold-hearted to them. You should not be because they're salt-of-the-earth patriotic people. You, you, can, you can disagree with who they choose, but they're salt-of-the-earth patriotic people. What happens to them when, boom, Trump's destroyed? Some will stay with the movement. They'll be angry. They'll stay with the movement. Maybe look for a new heir apparent, whoever they think that might be. Maybe they turn to someone like uh, Don Jr. Maybe they go to Ron DeSantis if they like him. Maybe if they're really into used cars, they go to Vivek or somebody. But they, they stay with the movement. Some, and this is the number I'm most concerned about, and we're going to move on from here because I don't have an answer to this. A certain percentage of Trump's most hardcore people, I see my emails, the ones who tell me, no, we need to unify, it's going to overcome, trust the plan, those people, I believe there's a certain percentage who will be shattered and will walk away. Now, if that percentage is too high, the GOP could very well find itself in the wilderness of for some time. That doesn't mean they're gone forever. There's no more right wing. No more anti-communism. We're done forever. We're fin- That's not what I said. But you could have people so gutted. So disheartened. By this truly evil system. That took out their leader. They might. Very well choose. To wash their hands of it. And walk away. And that's a guarantee. That will be some. It's all a matter of percentages. Of that 35% of the GOP base, is it 10%, 50% of those, 75%? What is that number? I don't know. I don't know. But this is what I've been trying to do. I'm not going to say gently. I know I was joking about that. I know I'm not gentle. I know I'm harsh. I, I understand that. I try to be less harsh The wife's been working on me. I'm being less harsh, so I'm trying to be less harsh. I can't help it. It's my father in the Marine Corps. Okay, that's who I am. What does that look like? I don't know. I see nationally, nationally, as the national GOP does nothing, as Trump gets destroyed, I see nationally a real period of down for the national GOP. That's part of the reason I'm urging everybody and will always do and have always urged everybody to become an activist locally because 2024 can see endless victories for us. Maybe not the presidency, but we can have so many wins, even in Congress, if we primary some of these losers. But forget about the federal GOP. In our state houses, state senates, city councils, school boards, sheriffs, DAs, we can have huge wins, huge wins if we focus on the hinterlands, legal and local. Now, I'm finished with all that garbage. Yeah, just got to wash it off me. Let's get to some history. You ready for some history? I've had enough of that. You know what else is history? Verizon's history. T-Mobile's history. AT&T's history. I don't mean the good kind of interesting history like the stuff we're going to talk about. I mean, they're going to get left behind. Companies like Pure Talk are taking over for a reason. Americans are tired of spending money with companies who hate their freaking guts. They're tired of sending money every month to Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. They want a better option. Well, now when you can have Pure Talk, I, I pay half of what I used to and they're a patriotic company that loves this country. People are running out of reasons to stay at Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. What? Why would you stay? Oh, I don't want to switch. It's 10 minutes on the phone. You talk to someone who speaks English for 10 minutes on the phone. All you have to do, pick up your phone, dial pound 250, and say Jesse Kelly. And right now, that gets you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for their unlimited plan. Pound two five zero, say Jesse Kelly. Switch now. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Chris, I did not say all Chinese people look the same last night. I didn't say that. No, don't pull it up. Don't pull it up. That's not what I said. Okay, so that's not what I said. So don't put words in my mouth, Chris. I was talking about how people would view China and the culture. You're putting words in my mouth. Anyway, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right, I'm going to leave this one up to Jewish producer Chris, because we just did a bunch of heavy politics and we're talking about all the icky stuff coming in 2024. We're about to do some history. And I'm going to leave it up to Chris, where I began. Chris, we can begin with... The Aztecs in Mexico? We can begin with Japanese, Pearl Harbor, World War II. Or we can do World War I, assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand, that kind of a stuff, your call. It's up to, the, it's up to you. I'll get to all of them. Oh, Aztecs? Okay, let's get to this one then. Dear Frito Bandito. Oh, by the way, it is Friday, isn't it?
0: ay I am the Frito Bandito. Hey, I like Fritos corn chips. I love them, I do. I want Fritos corn chips. I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay! Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips, and I'll be your friend, the Frito Bandito. You must not offend. Munch, 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 of Fritos.
1: Are you ready for a little history story? All right. This guy says, Dear Frito Bandito, just returned from a first, trip, first time trip in Mexico, became extremely fascinated with the history of the country. I knew a little going into the trip, but as we explored Mexico City, we found out more and more fascinating tidbits about their very complicated history. Definitely an underrated country. It is. Gosh, I love Mexico. You had previously mentioned being fascinated by Aztec culture. Do you have a book or podcast suggestions to learn more? Thanks. I'm going to have to look into the book thing. I'll tell you as far as podcast goes, uh, it's called... Now, I need to preface this. The guy is Italian. And no, I'm not making Italian jokes here. He's very Italian. He speaks English, but he's very Italian. And for the first 30 minutes, hour... You're going to have a difficult time understanding him. You will pick up on the accent and figure out how to understand him. You really will. Trust me on this as you go along. But he does a podcast. At least he used this used to be a free one. He does a big podcast called History on Fire. History on Fire. And the guy's name is... Uh, Daniele Bellelli, I think his name is. I think it's Daniele Bellelli. Shut up, Chris. Daniel Be- If it What? It's Italian. I'm sorry. I'm not Italian. I'm uncultured. I'm, it's not a makeup name. I, that's his freaking name, okay? I'm white trash. That's how you say his name in white trash country, okay? Anyway, he did a several-part series on uh, Hernan Cortez and the the— t- What, Chris? And the takeover of the Aztecs and things like that that I would highly recommend— Uh, I've got, shoot, I've got four or five books I've read on it. I would recommend those. But we're going to do a little history on this. There's a fascinating story when it comes to all this stuff. And all the politics is so icky, and that was so yucky. So we're going to do, let's do a little Cortez and takeover of the Aztecs. And let me pause on this for a moment and just say, this is one of the great stories, great historical stories in the history of mankind. Hernan Cortez is an amazing individual. And I didn't did I say good? Maybe it was good, maybe it was bad. I would argue just like everyone else, he's a, a quite a mix of both. But I'll tell you this, the guy's got some gigantic brass ones, man. It's amazing what he did. The conquest of the Aztecs by Hernan Cortez is just one of the most amazing stories And I laugh when I hear about Hollywood never having ideas. The fact that HBO or one of these big shot movie companies has not done a 10 part series on Cortez and the war with the Aztecs and the conquest of the Aztecs is a disgrace. But a part of me is happy they didn't do it because, you know, they'd ruin it and they just make the Aztecs into being these saintly, peaceful natives. And then there's this evil whitey coming in, taking them down. So anyway. Have you ever heard of the Night of Sorrows? What a friggin' name, right? The Night of Sorrows. You want to hear about the Night of Sorrows? I'm going to give you a little background, and then I'm going to get to the Night of Sorrows with you. And it is just, it's one of those stories, gosh, yes, I want a time machine so I can go back and watch the Night of Sorrows. It's going to take me a little bit to lead up to it but we're about to nerd out on some history now one thing you have to know about the night of sorrows one of the main drivers in the night of sorrows was hunger cortez and his men were starving and don't worry i'm going to give you all the reasons why here shortly you know why Hernan cortez and his men were starving there because they had not reached out to my patriot supply and gotten an emergency three-month food kit there would not have been a night of sorrows if Hernan Cortez had simply gone to prepare with and gotten an emergency three-month food kit for him and every single member of his crew of his expedition, and he wouldn't have even had to spend all the Aztec gold he'd he'd stolen. You see, if he if you go to prepare with off right now every single emergency three-month food kit. Cortez only has himself to blame for for the night of sorrows. So, I need you to go to preparewithjessikelly.com so you don't make the same mistake Hernan Cortez did about 500 years ago. (laughs) Prepare with jessikelly.com. Seriously, get an emergency three-month food kit for yourself and for everyone who lives in your home. Now, Also, before I forget, you can download podcasts of the show, iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. If you're wanting to geek out on major history on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday and other things, that is the place to go. Now, let's set all this up. The age of exploration. Different countries handled exploration in different ways. I'm not going to go into all the different ways. The British were much more, hey, let's occupy an area Possessions nine-tenths of the law. Let's build forts on the area. Let's move civilians into the... Let's move in. That's how we conquer an area. Let's freaking move in. Soon we'll have schools and hospitals and we'll have... The shops we're, we're, we're set up here. I don't know about hospitals, but you know I understand what I'm saying. Let's move into the area. The Spanish... It's amazing how much of the world the Spanish controlled at one point in time. The Spanish were just all about that bling, baby. They were all about gold the spanish wanted gold they were in it for the wealth so spanish they they eventually come over you know about christopher columbus so on and so forth you know eventually there was a spanish conquest of cuba all kinds of native peoples in cuba a nasty little native warfare fight nasty all kinds of torture and it's a great story in, in and of itself they take over cuba soon they're setting up shop in cuba Cuba is blossoming under Spanish rule, unless you're one of the natives enslaved there. Anyway, it's blossoming under Spanish rule. Which brings us to Hernan Cortez. Let's get to Hernan Cortez and the Aztecs and the Night of Sorrows on this formerly political show, The Jesse Kelly Show. Next.